You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Khan Bayazit. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 60 of the Black Eagles podcast. Your host, Sinan Schwarting, is back live from New York City with everyone's favorite co <laughs> Khan Bayazid, everyone. How you doing, man? Hey. Uh, all good, man. Thank you. Uh, so for the people listening, you have to know that, you know, Sinan obviously adds in the applause post, uh, post-production, post so right now when we're talking, it's just him going clap, 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 it's like <laughs> to an empty room. It's, it's super uh, awkward for Khan. Every, th- every time you come in with like a slow response, like it catches you off guard. You have to, I, I can imagine <laughs> the, uh, the the effects, you know, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm working with my yeah, imagination it's, it's, here. It's that that type of cringe embarrassment thing, you know, that it's <laughs> like like when you're when you're somewhere with your parents and they suddenly pull out the baby pictures, you know, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's in part why I do it. I I, I can I sense that every time. But anyway, let's let's talk right. let's talk Besiktas here because we've got another uh, result. Another result has come in, and before I spoil it, let's let's just. Let's get into it, shall we? Um, Let's do so, yes. So, before I talk about the match, let me talk about the lineups that were put out there today. For Besiktas, there were no changes. Uh, Kaya started in the goal. Doma Gojvida and Nicolas Isimat-Mirin started in the in the back of the defense with Janer and Gokhan Gonul on the flanks. I guess that was a change, actually, that Janer Erkin started for Adriano. I can only assume that perhaps Adriano was slightly injured in the last match, or was he? could he have potentially been uh, suspended? I think he was scheduled to start, but he probably felt something during the warm-up because the lineup changed just before the kickoff time, so I think it was the last uh, second uh, change. Could he have been suspended for the next match if he'd, if he'd gotten the card today? No, uh, only people who were having to look out for cards were Adam Yaich, Dorokan Tokus, Gary Medell, and Najib uh, Uysal. Uh, so remember that, folks. Um, besides that, Dorokan was in the lineup, as you, as you just mentioned him. Atiba Hutchinson alongside him in the back of the midfield. Adem Liayic started in the number 10 slot. Guven Yalchin on the left side with Jermaine Lenz on the right and Burak Yilmaz up front. I'll actually mention Yanni Milatia's lineup today because, you know, there were some noteworthy guys over there. Umer Shishmanolu started for them up front. Uh, again, uh, their keeper was Ertaj Uzbir, who was sort of phenomenal today. Uh, Adem Buyuk and Alexic were on their wings. <clears throat> Adem Buyuk, you're still on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't forgotten you about you from that first match of the season. But uh, so with that said, I'll cut right into the timeline of, of events for the match. 
Uh, Khan, before I do that, do you have anything to say about the lineup itself? Uh, no, um, I think we were all kind of hoping a little bit for Kagawa to start again, um, but I, I completely understand the decision for, for Guven after his uh, tireless uh, and selfless working last week against Bursaspor. He, he did deserve to get that start uh, today, so I, I understand Shinol Ganesh's decision. And, um, and the old expression, yeah. if it ain't broke. Don't fix it, right? Uh, yeah. Pressure test was on don't, good form. Don't change a winning team. Exactly. Don't change a horse midstream. Uh, anyway, the match kicked off, and it was exciting right from the get-go. Um, in the first minute, I believe it was the 120 mark, uh, Germain Lenz cut a beautiful ball into uh, Burak Yilmaz on the left side of the penalty box. He was wide open and completely flubbed it. He may have gotten his foot stuck in the grass or something. Shortly after that, and I think about the 20th minute or thereabouts, Adem Liayic had a nice shot uh, parlayed out by the keeper, Ertac, who for me was probably the story of the first half. Uh, he, he was phenomenal. Uh, there were a couple of, there were not, okay. there were a couple cards dished out in that first half. One to uh, Akcha, I think it's Murat, yeah, Murat Akcha, sort of early in the match. And then the more noteworthy card went to Adem Buyuk, Mr. Buyuk, on my list. You've been cursed, my friend. <laughs> Welcome to the Black, Black Eagles podcast list, sir. <laughs> uh, in the 39th minute, just two minutes after the yellow card to Murat Akcha, he, I mean, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Khan, since I've, I've been talking a bunch already. Talk, tell us about this red card, because I think we're on the same page. Yeah, I think this is a no, this is a no-brainer. Uh, he uh, basically hits with the bottom, of the sole of his boot, so his studs. He uh, hits uh, lens on the back of his calf, just under his calf muscle. And, I mean, it's away from his own goal. Lenz is passing the ball back to the defenders. So there's this isn't like to break down an attack or anything. This is a malicious fall. It's a red card. There's no question about it. There, I, I, I mean, I, I posted the same thing on Twitter. And even, like, Godstar people also said, oh, I watched the replay. Yeah, it's a red card. <laughs> and in our group, there were people actually saying that's not a red. I mean, it's because we have these contrarians there's, in the group. <laughs> there's no there's no debate about this. This is always ha this has to be a red card. Yeah. There was no need there was no need for him to do it. He had zero chance of getting that, the ball see, because that's what that's what bumps it up from a yellow card to a red card is the is the sheer unnecessary aspect to it. You know, and where the ball has not, is not only on a on a sort of slow pass back, but it's already it's the pass is 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 way off. Uh, there's no opportunity for Adem Buk to have any play on the ball whatsoever. It's completely it's completely unnecessary. That it it's a very cynical touch by him. It was a mean fall. Yeah. yeah. He should get a four or five match suspension for something. And like then that. especially the fact that he's so incredulous after the fact and, and like so like, oh my God, how could that possibly like that to me almost makes it even worse. It's it's this complete lack of Dude, you could have put this guy out for the rest of the season. If you snap that 10 in there, that's that's it. I mean, that's a terribly yep. dangerous foul. 
that's 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 that's, that's probably you know that, that could be career ending if you snap the hamstring uh, yeah, yeah the hamstring or whatever yeah. uh it's uh, i mean it was a little bit higher i guess than a hamstring but it's it's it was a nasty nasty little thing uh there was no need for, like i said no need to do that because there's nothing to gain from falling lens there he's turned with his he he was near the the, the midway line i think mm-hmm. and he was passing the ball back into our half. So it's not like Adam was trying to break down a dangerous counterattack and felt like, oh, I have to have to fall lens here so they can't score, they can't, you know, counter on us. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't not a professional foul or anything. This wasn't an attempt to play the ball because lens is is in between him and the ball. Yeah, terrible. There's there's zero chance of him getting it. It wasn't even an attempt to go after the ball. It was just a it was just a mean mean fall. And that comes and I think that that that, that comes back to Adam Buk having a real chip on his shoulder whenever he plays Besiktas because he of course comes from the Besiktas academy. He never really got a look, never really got a chance. Built a, a decent career for himself and as a super, he's a he's a good super league level player. Had a good career with Kasim Pasha as well. Yeah. Now doing well for himself at Malatya Sport. I think for him it's just really having a chip on his shoulder whenever he plays this. His his old club, his yeah. I mean, I get it. He probably felt that he could have been. I mean, I think Alan Bu could be easily our, our Mustafa Pektimek. I mean, don't I don't get why we why we bought Mustafa Pektimek and pay him all that money. Alan Bu, in my opinion, is exactly the same quality, same level player. You could come, you know. I mean. He's kind of like Guven in a way. I mean, Guven, of course, much younger and has a has a far bigger upside High now. Ceiling, but yeah. I mean, look, yeah, man, I, mean, I don't but... have any room for pity on this guy because he is on the list. <laughs> I've got my eye on you, yeah. my damn. Yeah. I still have my eye on you. I- I'm just. I want you to know. I'm just trying to explain why. Well, I'm just trying to give you my my point <laughs> ah, of view of of why I think he's always. <laughs> Always this. Uh, he always seems a little bit extra motivated when he plays against us, and and yeah, he just has a chip on his shoulder, and sometimes that can result in a good game from him, and and, and other times it results in something like this or like last There's time. There's a contrast in terms of how to treat yourself post Besiktas, and I think a, a fellow, a gentleman, mm. if you will, like Umer Shishmanolu. Is a is an exemplary model of how to treat your anyway, but I don't want to spoil anything. Let me get into it. So anyway, halftime comes about. Uh, Besiktas has not utilized the advantage they've been given by that red card. They're a man up. They go into the half still nil nil. Come out of the half, but you can tell immediately. I think I could tell anyway that Besiktas had something going immediately. They were they were pushing. They were aggressive. They needed. So yeah. They needed a little direction, perhaps, to deal with that advantage. They needed some strategy, but they they came out well, with it. And I think they were already pressing really hard yeah. after the red card. Yeah. I think there were. But it was just disjointed. I, 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 I mean, perhaps there was just the emotions were up a little. I don't know. Hmm. But um, r- right out the gate in the fiftieth minute, bam! A goal by Atiba Hutchinson. He bangs one into the top corner after the ball sort of bungles around a little bit in the box. Uh, the official assist went to Gokhan Gunul. Is that right, Khan? 
No, no, it was no. Janer uh, took the corner, or the corner went into the first post where Gukan was positioned and headed it through, and then Atiba finished it. Yeah, was a, sorry, cross. Was I meant, a, yeah, with his head. This but. was a, something they clearly trained on. This was uh, something from the training ground. So yeah, Janer took the corner, and that, yeah, and so I, that's what I meant is that Gukan Gunil intentionally put the ball in there. I don't know. Did it go directly yeah. to Atiba? I think it might have taken a bounce, but it doesn't matter because the finish. No, is, like, no. It's intent that counts. It went to to Atiba. Yeah. I think the goalkeeper was pulled kind of away there to go and meet the cross, and and Gokan heads it through, and then Atiba was smash. You know, pull, smashes it in. He couldn't miss. Atiba smash. Uh, empty net. Yeah. So that was <clears> phenomenal. <throat> right, right before that, there was another really big opportunity for Burak as well that uh, we shouldn't uh, gloss over. I yeah. think a fantastic cross pass from Janner over 60, 65 meters. Burak one-on-one with the goalkeeper and, and, and again a great save from uh, that uh, Echtac uh, guy who was uh, replacing uh, Madalatia Sports uh, starting goalkeeper who was suspended for this uh, match, Famoye, who got a yellow card last week. Um, but Echtac, I think, uh, did brilliantly again, had multiple good saves and this was one of his uh, really good saves again, a one-on-one with Burak. Um, yeah. That uh, who I, yeah who did really well on the run, but the genre pass was 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 brilliant. Yeah, I couldn't. That was like in the eight minutes or something. No disagreements from me on any uh, level there. But so uh, and and I think perhaps well, all right, I'll I'll save this for after the match. This is perhaps a little uh, analysisy <laughs> analysis like, uh, but I wanted to mention uh, Barack's. Mm, Less than perfect day, perhaps, up front. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, in the 56th minute, uh, Yanni Malachi made a substitution. Murat Yildirim coming out for Yildiz. Uh, in the 62nd minute, Guven Yelchin comes out for Shinji Kagawa. Shinji, Shinji. Uh, <laughs> but we don't get to enjoy that for long. In the 65th minute, a very nice cross drops down and the cross comes in from Alexic and it drops down perfectly to Umer Shishmanolu who uh, sort of bounces it awkwardly off of Isi Miran <laughs> to borrow a phrase from last week's announcer uh, the ball kind of comes back to Umer Shishmanolu neatly and he tucks it in very efficiently into the sort of bottom left corner catching Loris Karius off guard and the game is even uh, he goes on to celebrate, and I mentioned Umer Shishmanolu being an exemplary role model for how to treat Besiktas once you've left. He closes, he puts his fingers in his ears, closes his eyes, and doesn't move. He, he, he a very classy non-celebration from Umer Shishmanolu. Do you have anything to say about that, Khan, or shall we just move on? I have a funny story about uh, the Shishmanolu family. Ah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago when uh, we were playing Tottenham Hotspur um, away in the Europa League, um, Kim, my girlfriend, and I, and, and Volkan, Volkan Celik, who you may know uh, from, yeah. from our chat group, we went to the game and uh, we were sitting in, in, in uh, the, the, the VIP stands uh, and um, we were sitting next to someone that looked suspiciously like Omer Shishmanolo. Turns out it was his, uh, I believe, twin brother that was there. So he got ticket. Omer was out on loan at the time, I think, at uh, oh, 
don't remember who he was loaned out to, but uh, yeah, apparently he uh, did to get his brother some tickets for the match, though. So that was pretty funny. Uh, but um, yeah, I think uh, good finish for me. Uh, Isi Matsu have done better there, defending that cross pass from from Alexic. Uh, really good pass though. And then, uh, yeah, good finish from from Umer. Uh, I know, or uh, our in-house cred, uh, goalkeeper cred, cred critic uh, Sally, who also before the match uh, said uh, that uh, Malatya Sports goalkeeper Airtouch was absolutely uh, the shits, and we should and our players should shoot at any opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just want to just want to put that out there to put this in perspective. <laughs> he did say that uh, Carriers. <laughs> Should have done better there. Uh, well, I think to me uh, that was uh, just a good good finish from Amer. Uh, but we were fortunate uh, that that uh, yeah that that didn't end that way. Uh, right before that, of course, that that massive chance for Lens. Uh, I think we're gonna delve into that a little bit more in our in our uh, yeah in our analysis. Yeah, good, fair enough. So picking up where you left off. Uh, the, the immediate response is to take out... Oh, well, so this is actually right after a great counterattack. Good build-up. Um, the ball drops to Jarman Lenz on a kind of one-on-one. And again, Airtouch makes a fantastic save. Actually, that's that happened. That was in the build-up to the Umar Shishmanolo goal. Sorry, I, I'm crossing my events. In that moment, though, uh, a lot of people were very upset with Jeremy Lenz because he did not put that ball away previous to their goal. And so he subbed off right after the goal for Quaresma. So be careful what you wish for, folks. But in the 70th minute, only two minutes later, Adem Lijic slots the ball home beautifully uh, on a, on a ball cross fin from Janer Erkin. And the score is 2-1. to one. Um, a fantastic goal from Adem Lijic, upon which he celebrates, because I think he was letting out some frustration. The team had been attacking, but not putting them away. Um, and so his way of representing that, maybe what you could say emotion, was by was to kick the corner flag. And now I want to make a note of these sh- sort of shoddy corner flags they, they got in Malatya. They see not much later, uh, Domagoj Vida defended a ball, and like I felt like he hardly touched it, and the thing snapped in half. But Adem Lijic gave it a real kick, and sure enough, it snapped in half, <laughs> and he got a yellow card, thus suspending himself from next week's match against Fenerbahce. Khan, I know you have something to say about this. Ah, this is stupid. <laughs> this is uh, Lige being being dumb. Uh, I d- please do not blame the referee. He gave the ref no choice. No, here. I mean, not at all. Uh, he kicked. Can't blame the ref. No, no, but I know some people are going to blame the referee here and are going to be like, oh, he, he just gave him a yellow because now he's suspended against for that much. Which, you know, I, I get it. I mean, we've had those cards before. Remember Talishka last season where he, he got yellow carded while he was the guy that got fouled. Uh, and then we, of course, had that that ridiculous red card that Atiba got a couple of years ago, and uh, you know the whole penalty situation. I think it was against Konya. So we've gotten, uh, we've 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 been on the short end of that uh, stick very frequently. 
uh, before derbies where we get these ridiculous suspensions, but this one is not one of them. This is 110% on Jaic himself. Uh, I, I, you know, I get his his reaction because he had he was playing well. Uh, he had been denied uh, three times already yeah. before this. You know, first he he had that. Uh, uh, there was that one chance where, where Burak laid it back and, and he controlled it well and then shot, but the goalkeeper saved, I believe. And then, then he had the, the, the shot from outside the box uh, that the goalkeeper saved. That was in the first half. And then he had that one-on-one with the goalkeeper right before this, I think when it was 1-0. Uh, so he was already denied three times and he was playing a good game. So I get that he was... This was sort of a happiness frustration where, yeah, I got, you know, he got his goal. He was really happy with it. Uh, but then, yeah, I mean, he, he he kicked the corner flag quite hard and it, 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 it shattered, it broke. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you could see on the referee, it, for me, the, the body language of Junaid Chakir, the referee for this match, he sent. He seemed really reluctant. I had to. I, I felt that he was like, ah, I don't want to, but I have to give him a yellow another here. asterisk. Uh, I'd like to add. I wonder if Junette Jakir ever played FIFA 18 <laughs> because it is super. In fact, this actually came to annoy me when I was playing it back in the day. But um, the guys always run directly to the corner flag and kick it, do some weird little thing with it, dance around it, you know, do a little obscene gesture with it even um and so i have to be honest i didn't even understand what the yellow card was for and to be fair i actually hadn't seen the thing shatter i saw the kind of build up to it and i i knew that he'd done something with the corner flag but and again this is you you can't you can't base real life on video games folks <laughs> apparently that I, I could have kicked that thing thinking that's just like a normal thing and i also would have been yellow carded apparently <laughs> so you live and learn but anyway the result is that uh, the rule the, the rule book is quite clear that if you uh break any uh of the infrastructure uh, surround you know like goalkeeper the net for example uh, of the goal or if you were to break uh the the post on purpose uh, or the corner flags any any if you uh intentionally uh i don't know the exact wording it's got something to do with the integrity of the the pitch and blah 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 so for example um remember when fabio bilicia uh, the penalty we got against Fenerbahce at Kadikoy where he was yeah, stomping the the, the, the the penalty that point guy. that is that is a yellow card that that's uh, that, that those oh, types of things of that. are yellow mad. are yellow cards he didn't get carded by the way for that but that's a yellow card uh, so stuff like that where you deliberately go out of your damage way to like destroy <laughs> yeah d- damage the pitch or damage the corner flag or or whatever uh, then you should get the yellow card. So, for example, you know, pl- sometimes you see this where players are, are kind of moping and they start kicking the grass or something. Um, that's theoretically also worthy of a yellow card. Um, I want to yeah. give I want to give a, a a Black Eagles podcast yellow card, and these these don't get to count, unfortunately, <laughs> in the real world. But I'm giving one to the Yeni Malatya Spore groundskeepers. Get yourselves some freaking corner posts, people. That was. Come on, they're, they're, they were like neon lights. I think Oops, it might have been you know, the, the sh- weather. I think yeah, that yeah, yeah. Sure, a likely story, Khan. <laughs> Tinfoil hats out, folks. Come on. 
there's a conspiracy afoot. No, I'm kidding. Um, in the 72nd minute, there's a sub made. Um, Murat Aksha, uh, who'd been yellow carded previously, is taken out for Akbas. And the 79th minute, Guillerme uh, comes out for Aliji. Uh, he's from Fener, right? Barish Aliji. He's their, their prospect. Yep. Man. Um, nothing bears fruit in that in that exchange. Nothing really happens for Yanni Milatia in the 89th. And in fact, I think Besiktas presses more efficiently than they do even still. In the 89th minute, Mustafa Pektemek comes in for Adem Liyayic. I, I didn't quite get the sub. I mean, I get taking someone out to give to give them a rest, but. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's how the game ends. Uh, there's five minutes of extra time. No goals scored. Besiktas wins one to two on the road to Yanni Malachispor, who I think had only won, had only lost three matches at home previously. I don't. Know. Yeah, uh, they something lost, impressive. They lost once at home this season, and I think only since since January 2018, they lost uh, twice. At home, so this was their nice. third defeat at home. Well, yeah, uh, with their shoddy freaking corner flags and what have you. <laughs> well, uh, they, they played Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, and Trabzonspor, I believe, already this season at home. Uh, they beat Fenerbahce 1-0, Galatasaray 2-0, and, and Trabzonspor 5-0. So, uh, yeah, definitely not, definitely not an easy away game, but we do have to say that Malatya Spor, of course, lost a couple players during the during the January window. transfer window. Butaib, Sadik, and of course they had uh, their goalkeeper suspended tonight. They had uh, Bifuma was injured, I believe, uh, who's a new transfer, but whatever. Uh, and then also um, Abubakar Kamara, who they have on loan from Fulham. He was also uh, injured. So they did have a couple of uh, key players missing tonight. So Some definitely excuses. not Malatya Spor at full strength that we face today. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We got the result. That's the most important thing. It's the football. Um, the football. This the football. It's the football. Exactly, Khan. You know how it is. Uh, but so, but before we dive into analysis, I will briefly talk about some statistics. Shots. Besiktas had 18 to their four on target, seven to their one which you know in their defense you got to say it's a hundred percent rate of efficiency one shot on target and one goal uh, and it really felt like that too it felt you know, it was unjust when we were uh, gonna maybe drop points there um possession broke to Besiktas heavily 66 percent to their 34 percent um with very little of the match uh drawn actually so that's a credit to Besiktas I don't think that circumstances necessarily created that differential. I think Besiktas truly was somewhat dominant, especially in the midfield today. Shout out to Dorokan. Uh, passes, Besiktas had 557 completed to Yanni Malachia's 292. Accuracy, 83% for Besiktas to their 67. Fouls, 20. Besiktas committed 20 fouls today, where Yanni Malachia committed 8. You get one yellow card apiece, and of course one red card for Yanni Malachispor, which can't be understated. Three offsides by Yanni Malachia to one for Besiktas, but it's worth noting that that one offsides was for Burak Yilmaz, uh, so he's on the he's on the scoreboard in that regard. 
10 corner kicks for Besiktas to their three. So statistically, Besiktas dominated this match. And uh, I think the eye test would confirm that Besiktas deserved three points today. I don't think the stats bear too much analysis. Would you agree with that, Khan? Well, even before the, the red card, uh, it was one-way traffic, really. Uh, yeah. had the, I think before the red card, we had three really good opportunities already, uh, counting the shots from outside the box, though. Um, and, and they didn't have a single one. They had one dangerous attack where Alexic had a really good cross. Well, had a good cross, and... and Maxishmanol couldn't reach it to to head it. I think if that would have been a little bit better, if the, either the timing of the jump or the cross would have been a little bit better, that could have been a goal. But that was all they did in that opening forty minutes. So uh, prior to them getting a red card, you can't really say that that Besiktas weren't already the most uh, the most likely to take the points. Of course, if it remains eleven versus eleven, it's it is going to be a different different match. Uh, you're going to have more opportunities for countering for Malatya. There's going to be less space for us um, and, and and they'll have an extra man to maybe get a counter going. But uh, I think even even with without a red card, I think this is a match that we probably would have won because we I didn't think we were great before the red card in terms of, of play, but uh, we were the better team. We had the chances. We created those, those opportunities, and 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 that's uh, the most important part in football, apart from putting them away, of course. <laughs> which has yeah, which is a, which is which was an issue today. Um, yeah. So now I think we can start to talk about these things a little bit. Uh, my man of the match. Let, let's let's just dig right in. Highlight my highlight today. I mean, of course, you can talk about your goal scorers, Ljajic, Atiba. As I like to call him, Clutchinson. You know, it's that it's that opening goal that really gets us going. That really allows us to assert our dominance a little bit onto the match. Uh, Atiba's been so good since he re-entered the starting lineup that you know it bears mention. You know, he's 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 really been impressive. Adam mm. uh, it's also magical throughout the season. Uh, great touch for the goal there. He he earned it. He, unlike some others who had opportunities and didn't really do well with them, his opportunities were typically on goal today and were challenging their keeper and bringing out the best in him, if we're going to be honest. Ertac was a fantastic keeper today. And I think without Adem Liayic putting all that pressure on him, we wouldn't have known that or been able to say it anyway. So uh, that's a credit to him. So either one of them could get your your highlight today, and I think it's typical for goal scorers to do that. But I don't know; it's a tough call, honestly. There is a lot of like Dorakan was phenomenal, flying around the pitch as always, although a little bit sedated, perhaps affected by having that yellow card. Um, yeah, he was holding back, I think, not to get carded because he didn't want to miss the derby. You could you could tell early on he made like a fall quite early on. And he was like, no, <laughs> he was like really like almost, uh, you know, soiling himself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, so he thought he was going to get carded. But he, I mean, the, the thing he did wasn't worthy of a card. And, and Junaid Cech is, usually isn't that type of a referee anyway. So. And, you know, I'd like to do perhaps a little segment later on about Shinji Kagawa. We'll, we'll do a, a Shinji watch for our uh, <laughs> for our new new followers, perhaps. But because, you know, he actually did 
leave an impression on me, despite not playing much today. Again, they played 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, and, and, and he came on at the sixty-minute mark. So and had a yeah, decent we'll, we'll 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 talk about him a little. But uh, I'm gonna actually give my man of the match, my highlight today, to an unlikely player. And I'm sorry, kind of, I I didn't even let you take the opportunity to to go first today because I want to throw this one out there. John Air Erkin, to me, was probably our man of the match. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He had a foot in both goals, gave the assist to the second, gave the pre-assist to the first, um, and then he had that really beautiful opening on Brock early on in the second half. Um, yeah, he was good today, I think. Yeah, it is typical, however, that like an only dangerous attack that Malatia had in the in the first half that, of course, came over his side. Uh, that, that. But... Um, but no, I mean he wasn't tested defensively today, so then you can then he can do what he does best, which is attack. And uh, when he's attacking, he's he's a good player. Um, it's of course defensively that we all know he's kind of a liability, but he wasn't really put to the test tonight due to that red card, due to the fact that we probably pushed them back more and that they couldn't really find those openings. I mean, like I said, in that first 38 minutes, they had one dangerous attack. Uh, over that, over their right side, our left side, uh, with with Alexis cross into uh, into the box toward Emir Shishmanolu couldn't reach it. But um, yeah, I think that John are definitely worthy of that man man of the match nomination. But uh, I'm gonna go with Leic, nice. uh, not because he scored, but just because he was all he was. Uh, like we say in Dutch, he was very present today. Um, I just like when we spread the wealth a little, so I'm glad you picked he, someone else. Yeah, I, I think he put his mark on this match again. Oh, yeah. I think he was dominant in, 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 in a way. Uh, he did everything he did, he did pretty well. Uh, he, was unfor- he was unlucky not to, to, to score more than once, perhaps. I mean, Echtach was good. Uh, and and I'd like to see a little bit more creativity from Leic. Uh, right now, it was it was he was getting in the box. He was getting uh, in, in in positions rather than and creating. But uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, if he scores, uh, it's good. If he assists, it's good. Uh, he's been quite on fire since uh, the January break. I mean, this was the the fifth game. Uh, I since since uh, yeah since the winter break and he is on four assists and two yeah, goals now so yeah. he's been involved in six goals in five matches so that's definitely not bad and he's finally becoming that central figure in the team that we wanted him to be since the get go I think it's just another that's just another part you know one of those side effects of of Shannon Gunish's reluctance to put player new players into the team. It takes a while before they start, before you start tapping their potential properly. Uh, we were finally seeing uh, an, an effective Leitch, who I think this was all kind of what we hoped to see with him Absolutely. at the start of the season. Absolutely. Uh, and it's finally coming out, but it's a little late, unfortunately. Uh, if this would have happened... Uh, I mean, if you just look at the team today and you compare this team to the team that played... This, this opening four or five matches of the season, we've changed in so many positions yeah. already. It's a, it's a different team, really. For sure. Uh, no, I think that uh, he had a moment in the box today dribbling the ball, and it, it didn't bear fruit. It didn't um, result in anything in the end. I think the ball was cleared. But he was sort of dancing around 
four or five defenders and he, he got past four out of five, I think, you know, uh, and it was just one of those moments where I, I thought, God, you know, like if, if someone else had come to support him and hit, he could have just dumped the ball off to them. It would have been an easy goal. He, he does so much that I think uh, in some ways our guys are still um, settling and adjusting to the fact that they have a guy who can do these things. I, I think in some ways they still don't even know what, what he's capable of fully. Uh, and, and so once they do, uh, he could be even more effective than forces in two goals in five matches, I think. Because he really, he, he applies a certain kind of magic to the match at times that you, it's nice to see in a Besiktas shirt. Um, quick change of gears, low light. Uh, let me hand you the mic here, Khan. You got anyone to call out today? No. No one? Really? No, I, I don't know who I should call. Well, let's, all right, let's take this opportunity then to talk about one negative moment in the match. I'm 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 not I'm not gonna blame. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll call. You know what? I gave him my man of the match. I'll give him my low light too, Liage, because he's a dumbass for getting the yellow card. <laughs> I mean, and I'll tell you what. My immediate response: I laughed. I laughed a lot. I was in the the corner of the group chat that thought it was like a dark humor moment because. There was like a was there was fuming. like a Renaissance painting moment where he had his he did the face palm after realizing he'd gotten the card, and Atiba Hutchinson was doing this kind of like good father, kind of like oh come on dude kind of like it was it was there was a it was I thought it was kind of hilarious and I I could all I I could take that approach because I also know and it's worth noting that that this just means that Shinji Kagawa was definitely gonna get a start. In the match <laughs> next week against Fener. You think? Uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, put my house on it if I were oh, you. Oh, you think? Oh my God! If we get Pectimek instead or something, I'm gonna fume so hard. Uh, don't even don't even plant that doubt into my mind, Khan. That's gonna ruin my weekend. Uh, it's the logical thing to do, no, but no. Um, but it's Channel Ganesh. I I don't trust him to do the logical thing anymore, especially if you see him. Uh, his post-match co his comments and all that stuff, where he's basically just uh, kind of shitting on, 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 on that idea. But, uh, but then again, I mean, Shinon says like the opposite of what he does quite all. I don't know. He's a, he's an enigma really man. Is. That that man. He's is... a truly weird fella. Yeah. Like when he brought Shinji Kagawa on, I noticed that he didn't take Liyech straight away off, and that his whole thing was about how they can't be on the pitch together. And so the first moment that he Kagawa comes on. They're on the pitch together. So, interesting. Definitely. I mean, you, it's not like uh, hypocrisy uh, or anything like too, too crazy. But it's, you know, it's just him being weird again. But uh, what I do want to say. I think he likes, to, I, I think he just likes to be controversial. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, what I, I, I will bring up another low light moment, which was the goal scored against us. Um, and I... I think most of the blame has to go to Nicolas Isimatmirin, uh, or or if Isimiran. Let's let's go with the full-on crazy name. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if if we're gonna really point a finger, I think that's where it goes. Also, uh, whoever let Alexis put that ball in so precisely to Umer, because uh, you know, it, it's not like it was a howler, uh, Umer played the ball forward and reacted well to it, taking a kind of funny bounce. Uh, Midian did defend it, so it wasn't like totally like lazy or anything to that extent. 
So, you know, it, it was just one of those goals. And we've seen it happen all year where a team will get one or two chances and they'll put that one away and we'll have 15 chances and we'll only put one away. And so then we're scrambling in the last few minutes to get, you know, the result. And so the positive thing here is that we got the result. So we're, we're riding that good um, form through and, and, and changing the narrative a little bit from what it's been thus far. So that's all positive. But yeah, I mean, look, if we're really focusing on a low light today, I suppose, you know, that's that's a moment worth mentioning. And, um, yeah. you know, it happens, but it, but, it, it did happen. But again, it's nothing to harp on. Um, and yeah. it, I don't know. It wasn't, there was no, I don't think there's a need to point fingers, honestly, today very much. We didn't give a single chance away apart from their goal, I think, all game. And I mean, yeah, okay, they were down to 10 men for mm, two, yeah, two, two thirds of the match, pretty much, uh, a little bit less. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really think, I, I don't think it's worth giving a low light to, to those guys because the, I think the defending was again, was, was fine, was, was, was good again today. I think it has been for the past couple of matches, uh, defending has been good. Uh, I mean, look at the Erzurum game. Their their goal was a complete fluke. We didn't give anything away almost in that match. We didn't give anything away. Uh, I mean, even against Antalya, we can see two, but I think we barely gave anything anything away there. We 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 didn't give much away against Bursa either. Uh, then who was the first match? Akisar. I think we might have given a couple of chances away there, but apart from that match, I mean, I think the defending has been quite good recently. We've been a lot, we've been a lot more solid defending. Uh, I, for me, the, 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 it was a good game. I think this was, this probably should have been a 5-0 a, a or something, but the finishing was just not great today. Yeah. And you can um, you can say even... that Burak's still somewhat new to the team, still settling. You know, you can excuse a day off. You're gonna have this with Burak. Burak is gonna have those matches where he's gonna miss a lot of opportunities. That's always been him. That's always been Burak. Burak. That's why I I've never said Burak is a fantastic finisher. He's a good finisher. He's not a great finisher because he does need sometimes he needs a lot of opportunities to score but when goal. it rains it pours he's gonna you know, get, he'll often make but up he's for gonna get a, a you couple those weeks goals. without goals yeah. with a game where he'll put in two or three in, in one one shot so Burak, yeah Burak's never gonna be the striker that if you get three chances in a game he's gonna score two usually it's not him he's not mario gomez he's not that type of a striker he's a type of striker that gets in a lot of positions scores a lot but he'll miss a lot too that's just black people who are surprised by that did not properly watch him throughout his career because that's always been him you know even when he was at galatasaray he, there were many moments where the, the home crowds would boo him because he misses a lot of chances. That's just boo. I remember uh, That's... today I had a flashback. You know, when he came out looking a little underwhelming early on, I had a flashback of his days with Galatasaray or Trabzon or whatever. And I thought, oh, this is one of those days where when he came, when you came out against him, 
you felt like, okay, this is good. It looks like he's going to have an off day. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's, it, it just, it was that he has them, as you said. Um, anyway, but, but then I didn't think he had no, I mean, yeah, he had an off day in front of goal in terms of finishing, but I thought he played a good match. Uh, and that's also one of those things where I wanted to say, I, for me, there wasn't really a, a, a negative uh, performer today, apart from Lige taking that yellow because of the fact that I think everyone played a good match. Yes, we missed a lot of opportunities, but I don't think anyone. I don't think that missing chances means you're playing bad. Yeah, for sure. You can play yeah, really. Yeah, at least good, we're you getting into play position, really right? well. Say. Yeah, and and Burak. I mean, he he created. He uh, gave Light a goal on silver platter. He gave Lens a goal on silver platter. He created two goal, two one hundred percent scoring chances, um, and he. Also missed himself uh, a couple. I don't know how many. At least three, uh, where he he should have probably scored. But I mean, you can't really say he played a bad match because he he was there. He was weighing on the defense constantly. He was a constant hassle for them, constant threat. Uh, he didn't just play for himself. He played for the team. That's I think something that's very important. That that and also something where our fans definitely need to to watch this that he's not just being a selfish striker that is just playing his own game and for his own glory he's he's working really hard for the team and he's putting him the team first before himself at the yeah. moment i think that's all you can really expect of him and uh the same with lens i mean he got a lot of criticism for when he missed that opportunity and of course the fact that they score like seconds after that, when you just had like a 100% chance and then they scored and then it's just only going to um, make people more angry. But, but that's I mean, also so irrational, man. Like the ball went out of bounds. Yeah, there was a course. throw in. Like how is that Jeremy Lenz's fault? Like people were so irrational after that goal. I was saying, you know like, guys, they, there's 30 minutes left. Please, looking for like, oh, Our group chat went off the chains. At that point. Um, but all right. I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right on everything you've said. And the, and the fact of the matter is there's not a whole lot of analysis left here because it's it's just one of these matches where things were clicking again. And it, just like when when we were losing a lot, things were getting repetitive. We're, I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're almost in a phase now where, like, we've kind of covered our bases here, too. Uh, but so here I have a fun thing, Khan, a fun little exercise to take us out with uh, to spice up the life of our listeners a little bit. <laughs> this, that was weird. Uh, anyway. So we, we were talking about just now Isimat Mirin and uh, Vida and how they've been a very solid tandem. And I mentioned this last week that I could easily see them becoming kind of in a historic sense, one of my favorite pairings. And that's, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a, those are big shoes to fill. Uh, I had said previously that my favorite all-time central defender pairing that in my however many years it's been watching probably stands as Ronaldo Guiardo and Zago. Uh, phenomenal Brazilian pairing we had back in the day. Mm -hmm. What do you, Khan? Who's your favorite central back tandem? Pairing? Yeah, in in your years of watching Besiktas. Well, Zago Ronaldo. Oh, damn. Well, that's not fun. Uh, what's your second Boy. favorite? <laughs> I mean, could you? Marcelo Tosic, I guess. Oh, that's interesting. I, I liked I, I liked Ferrari Sivok, but. The problem there was, of course, that Ferrari had that 
the, the season afterwards, Ferrari just kind Collapsed. of f us. So, uh, I mean, for me, the most, yeah, I guess Marcelo Tosic, I guess. But to them, for me, it's, it's always going to be that that's that 100-year team, the 100-year anniversary team. That's my all-time favorite team, yeah, without a doubt. So. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, yeah, because I was trying to think of, like, Vida and Isimat Miran might already be my second favorite pairing because I was like, okay, I, like Sivok was a very was a favorite of mine. I, I always liked I him. But then, yeah, you say Ferrari, you, you, who was your immediate pairing? I thought maybe you could pair him with like an Ibrahim Toraman. But like whoever you pair Sivok with, kind of invariably C- brings. Sivok, Sivok never really had a, a a really solid partner. Exactly. That was solid for more. I mean, Sivok was a constant for uh, how long did he play for? It's like seven years or something, or, or eight years, and basically for like six or so of those years, he was a, he was a constant uh, and always performing until he the last season or two of his career with us. He he struggled a lot with injuries, but before that, he was always consummate professional, always performing, putting in in his his good match and scoring goals and. Yeah, I mean, Sivok was great, but he never really had that reliable partner. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that was my conclusion, was that all the people you could theoretically pair him with invariably dragged him down a notch. Um, and so, yeah, so in that sense, I think this Vida Isimat Mirin pairing is already, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a strong contender early on. I hope they can keep it up, you know. Again, I've already right, knocked so on wood once, but I'll do it again. That's uh, selling the, the 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 pelt of the of the of the bear before you shot it, man. I know, I know. That's why I've knocked on wood twice already because you don't want to jinx. I, I think such an important. It's thing. a point I wanted to, when you were bringing it up the other day, other week. I wanted to bring up this point, but I forgot because we were just we kept going back and forth, and I just you know I I spazzed out on it. But like my main thing is why I don't really think it'll happen that you'll get to see. This pairing for it, long is because Vida makes too much money. He's on three million a year, and you see, I mean, we can clearly see that they've been offloading the big contracts. Um, I, I doubt that Vida will take a pay cut. Well, this gives us so a fun I, excuse to mention this. I mean, we, 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 I don't think we even glanced over it actually. Uh, we, we haven't mentioned it at all, but supposedly, and I, maybe we haven't mentioned it because it's not really confirmed and we like to be uh, pretty strict about our sources but there people are saying that he was in fact i think he himself said he was made offers by and i forget the big clubs yeah. but he he wanted to stick around roma. right yeah roma and uh someone in france i don't know he didn't he didn't mention the clubs anyway but he did say that he got offers but he wanted to stay and become a legend and all that but I mean, who doesn't say that, right? It's, uh, it's a great opportunity to yeah, say that, anyway. I don't know. It's 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 what we want to hear, you know. It's what the fans want to hear, and I'm sure that maybe he he means it. But I think if there's gonna be problems with his contract, with him getting paid, or if the clubs the club starts pushing him to take a pay cut, I think that uh, that desire to stay and become a legend can uh, waver pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it happen a few times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, look at Quaresma. True. Although, to his defense, he did come out today post-match and say he was yeah. very hungry to stick around and try to fight for this title this year. Of course, again, though, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's lip service. But the, the proof yeah, has to be on the pudding. 
Well, let's see if he doesn't get us a yellow card or red card uh, next week. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure because I'm sure he's going to be in the yeah. starting lineup as things are uh, tend to yeah. be. I, I would I'd like to give another shout out by the way to the goalkeeper air touch today because we didn't really have we weren't really able to go into him yet. Well, we've, and we've and, mentioned uh, him a number I, of times, but yeah. Yeah, but that was we, we we were talking about it when we weren't recording yet, and there's a couple of points I do really want to make uh, before oh, yeah, we uh, yeah, right. completely about, close. Specifically about that Jermaine Lenz <laughs> opportunity, right? Not just the Jermaine Lenz opportunity, but uh, the, all his one-on-ones tonight. He was really quick off his line, uh, closing down the angle for the attacker to make it. You know that basically makes it more well. You know, as a goalkeeper, your intention is to close down the angle as much as possible so you don't really give your opponent too much space to shoot in. So you can predict either he's going to try and go through your legs or he's going to have to go for that one corner and then you can mark down that corner. Now, the thing with, the, for example, the lens position, if you look back at it, if you look at the replay, by the time the ball comes from Burak gets into lens, you have to look at the goalkeeper. You have to look at Ertak, how close, oh, sorry, how close he is to Lenz at that point. So it's a point blank range almost. And as as the attacker, Lenz there for for him to get to on the end of that uh, cross from Burak, it's very difficult to give that shots that that ball um, anything except for a straight. Uh, nudge uh, he can turn his foot out he can try and turn his foot in a little bit he can try to hit it maybe with the outside of the foot or something but it's very difficult he's always going to try and want to hit that with the inside of his foot and it's very tough to give that any direction he's in the center of the goal goalkeeper comes really close closes him down gives him almost no space in to shoot so then you're going to have to hope to that it goes through his legs or goes slightly over his legs or whatever but People criticizing Lens there, and I don't get me wrong. That's a that's not that's a 100% goal scoring opportunity, and 100% goal scoring opportunity should be converted. However, the goalkeeper deserves a lot of credit there. He did brilliantly. Um, not just there, by the way, because on every single one-on-one opportunity tonight, and there were a couple of those. I think there were four or five, or I'm not sure. There was. Uh, two or three with Burak. There was one with Lenz. Yeah, there Lenz was, was not mm, alone in his uh, missing. And then there was one with Lya. Then there was one with Lyaj. But every time, no, just look at the. Re- if you're watching the replay of the match, you know, just install the BN Sports app. You can watch all all the replays from every match. You can watch the uh, the, the summaries. If you go and watch those summaries and you pay pay special attention to the goalkeeper. Look how quickly he comes off of his line every single time and look how he closes down the angle. It's funny to me that Saudi said it's not a good goalkeeper before the match because if you look at those one-on-one situations, he did perfectly on every single one of those. And then if you look at the the, the Laich opportunity shot from outside the, the box, it was very difficult as well. A really good save. Uh, there wasn't a single uh, moment today where this goalkeeper did anything but what they, he He's had to do. To he was perfect today. There was not he, he couldn't have done anything about the first goal. Uh, he could not have. I don't know. Maybe he could have. The second goal was difficult for him, and the first goal you can maybe say, okay, he has to have it, but you have to he has to try and get the cross, but it was too far. The the the, the Gukhan uh, heading it through 
was was not in an area where he should have where the goalkeeper should have had the ball there. So uh, maybe you can criticize him a little bit for coming off of his line because he can't get that ball. But uh, for me, he was perfect today, goalkeeper of uh, yeah. Latiaspor. I I can't I can't disagree with any of that. Um, he was phenomenal, and it's it. I was actually surprised when you mentioned in the beginning of the episode that he is not normally a starter because. He definitely deserved a look. He deserves a look now. Yeah, he's 29 years old. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying here, but I should buy him. I'm not saying he's one of the better goalkeepers in the league. No, no. I, I'm talking about starting for for Yanni Malatya. I mean, that's yeah. maybe um, you could. I mean, there's so many goalkeepers that that are usually on the bench or whatever, and then they they can have this 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 perfect game. I, I'm I'm pretty sure this was one of his career highlights. This game. Good for him. <laughs> Good. <laughs> round of, I'll do the round of applause sound for him that we normally reserve for guests. <laughs> Good for you, Airtech. Um, besides that, I, all right, Khan, take us through the, the match standings, if you will, or shall I? Uh, let's let's talk about where we are now and where our opponents, like maybe what people need to be looking out for uh, for the rest of the weekend. Assuming that we'd get this. Yeah, f- feel free to go over uh, <laughs> go over the stand. Let me talk. I'll do it. Let me do it. Okay. In the Super League. So <clears throat> after today's match, you know, discounting the fact that we're now a match ahead of everyone, things look fantastic. Besiktas is equal on points with Galatasaray now at 39 and are only six points back on Besiktas here. Now, of course, they're going to be playing this weekend. Um... Let me just talk about their matches. I don't really need to go into the others because there's no one who can catch us thanks to that victory. So Besiktas is assured to be in third place at the very least come the end of the weekend. Um, and in fact, I don't think they can actually do better because nope. even if Gladstone loses, they'd have to lose by quite a few goals. Yeah. Um, but so the matches that you folks out there need to be paying attention to are Kasim Pasha hosting Galatasaray on Sunday, 11 a.m., here in New York City, so I believe that's a 5 p.m. in Istanbul, probably 4 for UConn. Um, and then on Monday five. at noon, 5, oh, so 5 and 6, okay. That means that on Monday uh, at noon for us here in New York City, Antalya is going to be hosting Basakshi here. Uh, so that's then, I think, 7 and 6 for UConn Monday? 7 for me. Uh, no, 6 for me, sorry, yeah. Six, yeah. Two so hours. Seven different. p.m. in Istanbul. Uh, six p.m. for you. So, so Central European big matches. This for me, by the yeah. way. We should probably mention that a little bit more. Except, yeah, come on. If you guys don't know that yet, you aren't real diehard listeners. <laughs> but yes, Khan is in Belgium. I am in New York. So I'm talking about Eastern Standard Time. Khan's talking about Central European Time, and then Istanbul. You all know what the hell's going on in Turkey. Um, but so yeah, that, those are the big matches that you guys need to be looking out for. Uh, let's hope for the best. Tomorrow, Azikar Konyaspor is pretty important for us as well, I think, because Konyaspor right now are a rival for that third place, for that second place even. I mean, if Konyaspor win tomorrow, they're on 36 We're points, traveling. so they'd only be three off. Uh, from yeah. from either uh, from us, uh, and they, which applies to Trabzon Sport too, I guess. Yeah, you should mention then also Trabzon as well. So uh, Malatya, they can only drop out of the top four, and then there's Trabzon and and, and Konya who have a chance, or and even I guess Sivaspor theoretically could, but that's unlikely. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think it's gonna be. I don't think there's gonna be big surprises. I think if there's gonna be a surprise, it'll be on Monday. Antalya against uh, Başakşehir. I could see something happen like an upset there. I could see Antalya snoop some points away from Başakşehir. I wouldn't rule that out. Trouble on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't see I don't see Kasım Pasha Galatasaray ending in anything but a Galatasaray win, simply because Kasım Pasha have. You know, we've we've said it. I think they kind of throw it in the towel already. Plus, I mean, they have a stake in Galtzray finishing in the top two, so it would be silly of them to thwart Galatasaray because if Galtzray qualify for the Champions League, they get three. Oh God! They get they get an additional three million euros for their for Diagne, which is which is this is not ethical, I think, but. I don't. Yeah, that's ba- that's like uh, I mean, whatever. Given, yeah, given Kasim Pasha's form of late, uh, I, I doubt they'd be able to uh, beat Galatasaray even if they tried. Uh, yeah, it looks like they sold the season in the winter break, sadly, but uh, or not. Sadly, not sadly, whatever. it's good for Honestly, us. Honestly, yeah, screw that. <laughs> I wish they would have done but, a little bit earlier so they didn't trash us four to one. <laughs> I know that was a terrible bastards outcome. Honestly. Uh, and it was like the low point of our season, I think you could even say, because it was like right right around when we got booted out of Europe, and it was just a dark time. A cloud was hanging over the club, but the cloud, the cloud, the cloud, the cloud has parted, and things are looking brighter. So, as always, stay tuned. Uh, I don't know if we'll have much of, of a cause to have anything coming to you guys midweek, but it's worth noting that next week is the big. Derby match between Besiktas and Fenerbahce. We are hosting the match in the Vodafone Park. Um, from what I understand, they've not yet decided on a day and time. Is that right, Khan? No, it'll be Monday or, or Sunday because Fenerbahce have a European match on Thursday. So it'll exactly. Th- yeah. Yeah. It was pre-scheduled on as, as, as a Sunday to be decided, but supposedly it could even be bumped back to Monday. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Khan, do you want to take us out? Do we have anything else to talk about? I thought you wanted to do your Shinji watch. Oh, Shinji watch! Dun, 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 dun. Shinji watch! Um, okay. I love how you make it sound Japanese as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Shinji watch today. He came on with about 30 minutes left in the match. So, officially, he came on in the 62nd minute. Meaning he played uh, 33 minutes, to be exact, since we had five minutes of extra time. He had quite a few nice touches on the ball. There was one moment specifically where he had the ball and was immediately surrounded just outside of the penalty box uh, in attack. Uh, And he very craftily lofted the ball out to the left side, to the wing, successfully. And it was one of those scenarios where it's like, as a Besiktas fan, you see the defense kind of close on a guy a million times and every single time we lose the ball somehow because we don't have we've never had anyone with that kind of technical capacity even like Talishka like wasn't quite that kind of a player uh you know he would send off these crafty shots at times but nothing like that so you know uh, again Adem Diyech is out next week but I kind of take heart you know the silver lining at the very least because although Adem Diyech is in great form uh, Kagawa looks like he's raring to go. He's not disappointed yet. He hasn't done anything that's like, oh, he's definitely not in form yet uh, in his three appearances off the bench. And so all in all, you know, good performance from him. Tidy performance. 
that didn't let go of the ball easily, had an, a number of nice touches to connect play. Uh, Almost scored. There was, yeah, I was going to say there was one, uh, perhaps a, a signal for something, something for us to look forward to. As, and I, again, speaking of silver lining, if Quaresma is destined to enter the starting lineup because we know Shenol Gunesh loves the man uh, very dearly, uh, perhaps something from from us for for all of us, especially fans, to take hope from was this nice connection connection between Quaresma and Shinji Kagawa late in the match. Um, Quaresma came into the match late as well, as I said, and he provided a little spark. He had a little energy, which you'd hope for, given how he, um, you know, has been received of late and all the rumors of him leaving and the red cards and. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was a nice touch between Kagawa and Quaresma where the ball got dumped out to Quaresma and he uh, found Kagawa racing into the box. Kagawa seemed to really catch all the defenders off guard. And, uh, you know, someone with his ability and intelligence to sneak into the box like that with someone like Quaresma's ability to get the ball into the box via crosses, something to look out for that I would honestly not have really anticipated too much. But uh, you have anything to add to Shinji Watch? No, just that on his first uh, Ruhr derby against Schalke 04, he scored a brace, so... Ooh! <laughs> Got your, so, uh, my mad scientist hands are being rubbed together now. <laughs> by the way, I'm ready was, for this. if anyone is listening as like a Dortmund fan, and I totally butchered that, but I think it's the Ruhr derby, if I'm not mistaken, so... Uh, I mean, at least you went for it. I didn't... <laughs> I, uh, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even try. Um... <laughs> But so, yeah, that's it for Shinji Watch, guys. Stay tuned because I think next week Shinji Watch will be more voluminous because we'll have much more to talk about, in, in theory, anyway. Let's hope he so. is very likely to be in the starting lineup. Let's hope we have a lot to talk about next week in Shinji Watch. That's right. Uh, Khan, so take us out because that's that's about all we have to say for, for today, anyhow. That's it. Uh, make sure you take a look at episode 59. I recorded that earlier this week with Alex Kirkland of Real Madrid TV and also of the Spanish football podcast. Alex gave us some tremendous insights on who is the coach Guti Hernandez because, of course, yeah. Guti is assistant manager to Chanel Ganesh right now. But he might very well become the next Besiktas coach should Chenel Gunesh sign on as the Turkish national team coach, which looks inevitable at this point. So it, the, the main question is not will Chenel Gunesh leave and, and sign for the Turkish national team. The main when, question right? is when will he leave? Is he going to leave at the end of the season or will he leave? Um, I, I would imagine right after the derby is a good timing. There's an international break coming up pretty soon. I think those are already qualifiers. So they're going to want to have him appointed by that point. I don't know what the situation is going to be. If if, if uh, Schindler is going to stick around until the end of the season or if he's going to leave before that. Um, but Guti, definitely the logical successor. Um, but there's not much we know. I've noticed a lot over the past couple of months when we've spoken about succession of Senor Gunesh, every time that the name Guti was floated, I've, I've only read uh, reactions that were not, not necessarily negative, but like people didn't know what to expect. They don't know what type of a coach Guti is. I don't know 
what type of a coach Guti is. So we spoke to someone who does know and who gave us keen insights on the subject matter. And you know what? I thought it was a great episode. It wasn't very long. I think a little over half an hour. Definitely worth your time if you're commuting to work or whatever. You want to learn a little bit more about the coach Guti Hernandez. Uh, and the things I heard, I, I, I really liked what I heard yeah. and I think it's something that we definitely should consider to have Guti as the main coach going forward but my input my input on this is that I went into that episode with I'd say I was like 50% in the Guti boat and 50% in some kind of surprise I, don't, I haven't really liked many of the other options I've heard but you know like someone like a Sergen or Tamatuna I wouldn't be like ah oh, terror you know I, I could get behind it in time you know both for young but, folks. Um, but so like, you know, 50% going to one guy, is, is, you know, he had the advantage. But after listening to, to Alex, you know, really dig in, I'd say I'm in 75% Gucci territory. I mean, in 25% being spread out among the, you know, the other three or four names that are most linked, most commonly mm. linked. Yeah. So I'm, 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 you know, that episode definitely impacted my... Uh, backing of, of Gucci, 100%. But anyway, yes, sorry, I, was, I, I didn't mean here. to cut you off. Take us out. No. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's really it for me. Uh, so go back to listen to that episode. And, and you know, if you haven't listened to other episodes, feel free to. Uh, go back to the Adam Yaich episode where Sonia will tell you that Adam is a very special character, uh, which we saw today, of course. Yeah, shattering uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that'll do for us for today. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Besiktas underscore int for the mothership, as Sina likes to call it, at Eagles underscore podcast for the podcast account. Give us some love. We are almost at 200 followers uh, right there. And then, of course, follow Sinan at Sir underscore writes underscore a lot. And follow myself, Kambazit, at Rosarian, R-A-Z-Z-E-R-I-A-N. By the way, I was on a Canadian, I was on a Canadian podcast at the beginning of the week talking about some uh, stuff about Belgian football and also about Besiktas. Um, this oh, is not, not Atiba and Laren? I thought that yeah, was... Yeah, I, I spoke about Atiba and Laren too. So uh, the, it was the, this is, no, Soccer Today on uh, uh, the Soccer Podcasting Network or on the Sports Podcasting Network or something like that. Uh, so definitely go and check that out with Kevin Laramie and Dwayne Rons. But I was with them on there and when uh, we were doing like the, the exiting thing, you know, um, Kevin plugged my Twitter and he also said Zed. Z. So apparently the Canadians, they know how to pronounce a freaking Z. They're practically Z. British. They still have the Queen on their money, man. Forget <laughs> the Canadians. What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, sorry. To Canadian listeners, no offense. I really don't have a problem with you. <laughs> I like Canada. <laughs> I take scratch that from the record. I want to move to Canada with if Trump gets re-elected, please. Blame Canada. Yeah, exactly. Come on, I'm going to be a refugee soon, man. Like, uh, in line at your border. No. Um... Everybody, I gotta. I, I, I'm not even being cued for it, but I'm just gonna say it. Go, Bezik Derby time. Let's go. Huge. We're just in time. Let's kill these canaries. Make it four in a row. If we're still, if we're still not faded out quickly, I'm gonna tell this while we're fading out. You know, we're probably long faded by now. Yeah, but yeah. our next five, our next five matches, they still say it. Better by. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.